Hey gang, David Essel in the box, and it is time for another three rockin' hours of positive talk radio. David Essel alive, celebrating 22 years on the air, and we are so happy that of all the choices you have today, whether you're listening to us on XM Satellite Radio, Channel 168, or on your smartphone, or via the website at talkdavid.com, we want to tell you how much we appreciate the fact that you're taking time out of your day to grab some motivation, some inspiration, because the whole purpose of this show for the past 22 years is the same, and it ain't changing in the future. It's about helping you get from where you are in every area of your life to the very next level. 1-800-548-8255, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. 800 548-8255. Five four eight eight two five five. As always, an amazing show lined up for you. The very first one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to our guests in a minute, and I'll tell you who the guests are. I'm, then we'll get back to answer this question. Um, received a question: Have we ever had catfish calls, quote unquote, catfish calls or emails to the show, and fallen for them like the recent fallout with the Notre Dame football player? Of course, they're talking about Manti Teo, the quarterback for Notre Dame who fell victim to a hoax with a girlfriend who was dying, an online girlfriend who was dying of leukemia, I believe it was. And after I tell you who the guests are, I'm going to answer this. I'm going to tell you something. We bit one of these stories, actually two of them, hook, line, and sinker, but I'll tell you one of them. We were taken for the ride of our lives. Here we are on national radio. We never thought in a million years this could happen to us, and it did twice. one 800 Five four eight eight two five five. So I I really feel um, for Mr. Tao, I do. Uh, just believing that he didn't have anything to do with this. Maybe he did cover up. Some people are saying towards the end he covered it up out of embarrassment, out of shame, etc. I don't know the full story, but I'll tell you what happened to us here at David Essel Live. It's a freaking trip. Okay, guest today, Ernest Graham, the former. Florida Gator, running back star, former NFL Tampa Bay Buccaneer running back star, is going to be with us talking about how now, through his new foundation, he's helping young girls avoid the pitfalls of poor life decisions and choices uh, in the inner city. So I can't wait. Talk to Ernest Graham, the former NFL player, about what he's doing now. Christina Carlisle, the weight loss expert, coach, personal trainer, and author of the book Mind Right, Body Tight, is going to be sharing with us these incredible success stories about weight loss, people, her clients that have regained health and self-esteem, and how they're doing it so you can benefit as well. And then Eric Freyd, Peak Potential's master trainer, is going to be talking about, believe it or not, why the stock market, trading online, is the place to be in 2013 to make money and to have fun doing it. (laughs) And I know those two things don't sound like they should go hand in hand, do they? Trading online and having fun. And that's one of the questions I'm going to ask him. Online trading and having fun. How does that happen? This guy's the master of it. We'll be talking to him. 800-548-8255. So let me tell Okay, there was two times that we were taken on David Essel Live. Uh, The first one happened around 1996, 97, and it was a woman. And I'll tell you that story at, at another time. And then around 1998, we were taken big time again. And since then, of course, a lot of people have tried to do it, but we haven't bought any of it. We haven't bitten on the hook. But we had this guy call up from a payphone, and he claimed that he was a former gang member and that he was being chased by the because he dropped out of the gang. He was now on the wanted hit list, and he'd call us from payphones, and he would call us like every five weeks. It was almost like magic. 
And he'd be at a payphone calling in saying, you know, your show, and we, of course, nationally syndicated radio talk show. He's in the inner city. He's calling from some inner city. He told us where it was, but who knows, right? And he's calling and he keeps telling us how this show, Positive Talk Radio, was keeping him out of returning to the gang. Now, this guy was so good. This guy was so good. He had me, our producers. He had everyone sold on the fact that we were one of the main reasons that he wasn't going back, that every weekend he turned into Positive Talk Radio, that he would go and get books at the library and CDs at the library, and this guy would go on and on. He would refer. He was so good. He would refer to guests on the week before and say, you know, when Wayne Dyer was on your show and he made this one point, I worked on that whole point all week long. And even though I'm getting hell from ex-girlfriends who are still in gangs and blah, this guy had us snowed. And we were so proud when he would call in and we would get him on the air and we would tell the audience, you know, that, oh, my God, you know, listen, this is the power of talk radio. We're changing this kid's life. And it finally, and this went on for about nine months. And finally, um, a friend of one of the producers of the show and I, he was flying in to the city I was broadcasting from, and we went to the airport. We did. We bought this so heavy. We went to the airport, and then, of course, there was no one such person like this. And, and out of our embarrassment, we went back on the air the next weekend and, uh, and totally said we think we've been scammed. And we had been scammed. And, and I, I want to mention, I mentioned this for a couple of reasons. One is that we, when you're scammed, you got to talk about it. You can't hide it in and pretend it didn't happen. You have to talk about it, number one. And then number two is the other reason I bring this up is that now that wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with email, right? But be highly cautious on Facebook, on emails you get about people that are needing your help. Because I want to be optimistic and helpful and supportive and believing and sometimes extremely naive, just like Manti Teo was. So think about it. There's people out there that need our help and need our love, and then there are people that are just dicking around, screwing off, getting a big jolt out of it, and potentially, potentially discouraging people from helping others that really need it. So keep your ears up. one done. Hey, listen, if you have a call, if you have a question, if you have a thought, on, on your mind, your body, your money, success, spiritual path. Call us right now. When we come back, we're going to a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to be answering a ton of emails. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. You know, we must have looked pretty idiotic walking into the airport looking for a former gang member. If anyone knew we were there, what, what we were doing, I'm sure it would have been a pretty funny sight. And at the same time, don't give up hope. On human nature. 800 548 8255. I'm David Essel. More info on the show at talkdavid.com. Back with your emails after this. Across the USA. Yeah, you're tuned into Positive Talk Radio. David Essel alive, 1 800 548 8255. Hey, big news just in. If you've been with this show for any length of time at all, you probably know I'm a huge basketball junkie. As a matter of fact, 
when they used to use peach baskets, I played basketball at Syracuse University for two years. And Syracuse University, <laughs> go orange, just beat the number one team in the country. Sorry about that, Nathan, who's the engineer of our show right now, who's a, who's a, a Louisville Cardinal fan. Syracuse just beat Louisville. Syracuse just beat the number one team in the country. Go Orange. Gotta love it. 1-800-548-8255. Okay, email time. You believe that a great amount of sexual drive... uh, Oh, you believe that a great amount of the problem with a decrease in the sexual drive is based on emotions. What does that mean? Okay, yeah, let me tell you this. A lot of times in in the last 20-something years, 22, 23 years of working with couples where there's a decrease in sexual drive. They may be together for six months. They may be together for 30 years. Believe it or not, it can be emotionally related. And what do we mean by that? Resentments. Resentments, which are a form of emotion, if we hold on to them and we let them build up, they absolutely radically destroy our sexual drive, our drive for intimacy with our partner. And it happens just like a little bit at a time. You know, we don't talk about this that ticks us off. We don't talk about this. We bring this topic up once or twice and it isn't resolved. And so we let it go, but we don't really let it go. And in our work, when we help couples release resentments, talk about them in a very safe environment, a non-threatening environment, bring it up with their partner in a very non-threatening environment, we find that intimacy returns. Now, that doesn't mean that there can't be hormonal issues with people of all ages, which we recommend that you get your hormone blood tests, very deep, serious blood tests done if you do have any type of um, dramatic loss in sex drive. But also, don't forget the emotional component of it. Because that could be the answer to getting back in alignment with your partner. 1-800-548-8255. Next up, I've heard you talk about achieving inner peace through practices like Buddhism. Where does one begin? Well, the easiest way to begin any kind of practice, whether we're talking about Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, Kabbalah, is to Google that class in your city. So you'd Google Buddhist classes in whatever city you live in, right? Google it. Find out. Because I, I know one of the best ways to learn is through classes. So so do that, number one. Um, number two, one of my favorite books is a guest that we've had on multiple times. His name is Lama Surya Das. And, uh, and one of his books I just love, it's called Awakening the Buddha Within. Awakening the Buddha Within, Lama Surya Das. Is the author's name. Great guy. Phenomenal book as an introduction to Buddhism. You know, it's interesting because in the Buddhist teachings, the first thing they teach us is that life is suffering. Life is challenging. Like, that's right off the bat. And people go, wow, that's nice and optimistic, right? We're going to talk about the fact that life is suffering and challenging, but it's true. And if you look at it from a reality perspective, it's true. Life is suffering. Life is challenging. That's what it is. Okay. And then the second tenant when they're talking about the teachings of Buddhism, is that our suffering is caused by our desire that life be different than it is. So our frustration, our anger, anxiety is that our kids aren't acting the way they should. The stock market blew up. The home market blew up. I lost my job. I I have an addiction. You know, life shouldn't be this way. So our suffering is caused by our attachment that life should not be as it is. Isn't that interesting? We release the attachment. And we begin to find that inner peace that all of us, all of us, I'll say, are looking for. 
800-848-8255. If you ever have thoughts or questions or comments and all these emails that we go through, the questions from around the world that come into us that we go through, call us, talk to us. Or if there's something totally different on your mind, maybe this triggers you. And you heard the word addiction, you go, oh, my gosh, how do I get rid of this addiction? To this food, to judging other people, to money, to drugs, alcohol. We talk about all of this on the show. So feel comfortable. Feel free. Give us a ring. Um, I'm a small business owner that offers marketing help for other businesses. All of this work is one-on-one. Should I charge for no-shows? So many people make appointments and never show. Listen to this. If you own a business, I have been telling, when I consult with businesses, I've been telling businesses this for years, 100% yes. Charge for no-shows. There's many hair salons that I've talked to the owners, and they're really frustrated with how many cancellations. And I say it's a very easy solution. Charge for no-shows. And then I even tell doctor's offices, dentist offices, you know, I certify people to become life coaches. And in our life coach certification, I train all of our coaches to charge for no-shows. We ask for a 48-hour notification of a change of your session. If you get a hold of us 48 hours before our planned session and you change it, awesome. No charge. But if you, even if it's on session one, the, the day that you book with us, you pay. So if you book today and we're going to be working with you in seven days, you pay today. So this person who owns the marketing company, I would say do the same thing. You know, you we, we have to treat our own business and our time with respect. Your time is valuable. If you own a business, a small business, and you're being um, left high and dry because people are not respecting the appointments they make, you are the one who's responsible to change, to bring in a new policy in order to stop that from happening. You deserve that, and you need to do it. Now, a lot of people who are in the service business helping others feel very shy about asking people to pay in advance and have the 48 hours and all that kind of stuff, and I just say get over it. You know, respect yourself enough and ask other people to respect you too, but they will not respect you if you don't start off. Isn't that the truth? And it's not about anything than just being clear with your boundaries and your consequences. That's all we are. We're being clear with boundaries and consequences. 1-800-548-8255. A quick text just came in. Uh, Thank you so much for the info regarding emotions and loss of sex drive. I think that is my issue. I hold many resentments against my husband as I type this today. It's so true. It's so true. We close down in the bedroom. We quit being nice and polite. We quit making coffee for them in the morning. We quit, we quit, we quit. Why? Because of resentments, more often than not. Uh, oh, this is, here's talking about sobriety. This just came in about sobriety. I was sober for 1.5 years, doing great, and then went out and had three glasses of wine. Then I had four, and for the last seven days, I've had one every night. Now I want to know why do we do this? Oh, my gosh, this is a great question. Listen, there, we all, for those of us that work in the world of addiction recovery, we know why we do this. We know why we don't eat sudden and then all of a sudden we go out and binge on sugar. We don't eat fast foods, and then we binge. We don't drink, and then we drink. We quit smoking, and all of a sudden we go, how the hell did I get back here, right? We quit doing our drugs. We quit spending, gambling, and then we go back, and we go, how did I get here? And there's a really simple solution. There's one of two reasons of why we fall back into the pattern of addiction. 
could be a codependency addiction, trying to please others all the time. We break out of it and then we go back. Why? Number one, the one of the two reasons is this. We've muscled our addiction. In other words, we've tried to use willpower. We've said, I'm just not going to drink. I'm just not going to smoke. I'm just not going to eat sugar. I'm just not going to be codependent. I'm just not going to gamble, spend, whatever, right? And for a while, we can muscle it through willpower, but willpower is not lasting. You might be able to last a month, two months, six months, a year. This person lasted 1.5 years, but eventually willpower is not going to be able to tackle an addiction or a dependency. So if you're trying to use willpower, just quote-unquote doing the right thing by not doing whatever your addiction is, there's a darn good chance it's not going to work, and you're going to go back out. The second way that we fall victim back into relapsing from any addiction whatsoever is we quit doing the daily practices that got us clean in the first place. So if you go to meetings, you quit going to meetings. If you use a counselor or a therapist, you quit the counseling or therapy. If, you, um, if you're used to getting up in the morning and meditating or writing and journaling your emotions or whatever the steps are, exercising to help you keep clean, the second way that people fall victim to going back into their addiction is they quit following the recovery program they're on. Why? Because they feel so good. It's like it's not necessary, right? I don't need to go to meetings anymore. I don't need to work with this life coach anymore. I don't need to do this or that or this or that, right? Because I feel so good. And then all of a sudden, a couple weeks go by, a month go by, three months go by, and we find ourselves going back out and using that substance or spending the money we don't have, and we look and we go, how the heck did that happen? And I just gave you the answer. So listen, if you want to stay clean or get clean, the number one thing is we need to follow a program of recovery. We need to be held accountable by someone other than ourselves. And if you're sitting here listening and you go, you know, I really want 2013 to be radically different than any other year of my life. I want to accomplish big things. You're going to, if it's big, if the goals are big, you're going to have to find an accountability partner. You'll have to find someone who's going to check up on you and say, did you do this on these days? Are you following through with your program, your plan? And if you want great success, contact me. This is what our company has done for over 22 years. Let's work together one-on-one to get you the results you're looking for. Go to talkdavid.com because this is all we do outside of the radio show. Our whole program in life, all of our business model in life is about helping other people to get what they want out of life. Visit us at talkdavid.com. There's all kinds of programs. I think we have like 10 or 12 different life coaching programs that you can look at. Some as little as $100, $200. Others go up into the thousands. Whatever it is, wherever it is you are in life, let us know. We'll start with you today. Talkdavid.com. Check it out. Now, you know, and life change. Why is it that we don't change? Because we don't want to get uncomfortable in life, Right. But did you know that all the guests that we have and all the guests we've interviewed in 22 years will tell you the same thing? Long-term change, making a lot of money, a lot more money than you're making right now, losing the weight and keeping it off, finding or resurrecting your love relationship is going to demand of us to get uncomfortable, to do the things we may not want to do. But the good news is you do that long enough and it becomes like brushing your teeth. It's easy. It's effortless. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Coming up next, Ernest Graham, former NFL running back. Stay right there. All the information on our guest is at talkdavid.com. I'm David Essel. Back in a moment.
You're tuned in to America's positive radio talk show, David Essel Live. Welcome aboard, gang. 1-800-548-8255. Broadcasting out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Uh, coming up in just a minute, we're going to have former NFL running back, Florida Gator star Ernest Graham is going to be with us talking about his Giving in Earnest Foundation, helping young women to make better decisions in life. We're looking forward to having Ernest on the show. Uh, and just before we uh, we get to Ernest, I just want to mention that you can listen to us right now on XM Satellite Radio 168. If your friends do not yet have XM, of course, they can listen to us at talkdavid.com. And also, if you want to listen on your smartphone, your iPhone, your Android, whatever it might be, you can become part of our David Essel Live text club the VIP text club. And I'm going to give you that information right now. Write this down. Join the text club, and then you can listen on your phone, no matter where you are. I always make reference to these people that we get texts from and emails from listening to us all over the USA on their smartphones. It's crazy. It's crazy. So this is what you do. To become a member of the text club and to be able to listen to the show and get free inspirational messages once a week, type in the number 69302. Type in the number 69302. Then in the message box, type in Talk David. All one word, all lowercase. Talk David. All one word, all lowercase. And then just hit send. Once a week, every Saturday, you'll receive a text from us with a motivational video, as well as a link to listen to the show live, and of course our 800 number. So here it is. Join the David Essel Live VIP texting club. Type in the number into your smartphone. 69302 in the message box. Talk David. All one word, lowercase, talk David. Hit send. Bingo. You are with us. And you can listen wherever you are. It's great to have Ernest Graham back. Of course, as I mentioned, he's a Florida, a former Florida Gator running back, Florida Tampa Bay Buccaneer NFL running back. Recently retired, now doing all kinds of great work in this world, including his Giving and Earnest Foundation, working with elementary and middle school age female students, helping them in their life. Ernest, welcome back to the program. David, how you doing, my man? Hey, good to have you, bro. Oh, it's great to be back. It's great to be back. I was I was kind of waiting for this interview, man. I'm just happy to speak to you again. God bless. Man. Yeah, good. <laughs> we had so much fun the last time, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we surely did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Ernest! Before we get into your foundation, you know this recent um, this recent uh, hoax that went on with the the Notre Dame linebacker, the college linebacker, um, right. where you know he was taken for a ride by this online girlfriend, quote unquote, that was dying of cancer. H- have you ever had any experience in college or pro like that, where people have tried to, you know, by lying about their conditions, tried to get money from you or attention or anything like that? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have all kind of stuff that, that you know, all kind of things that go on in, in different ways, you know, you know, even if it's just, you know, someone wanting to you and you wanting you to invest in, in what they have going on and, you know, they kind of make up this, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, they kind of make up this history that's, that's not accurate at all or, or never happened, you know, so, I mean, it's kind of interesting, you know, when you get to that level and you put yourself on a national stage, what people will do to, you know, kind of get next to you or, or bring themselves into your world. So it's been kind of an interesting month or so, you know, with with him and then, you know, kind of the um the uh the, the end of everything with um with um I'm sorry. Uh with 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 that with that going on with him. So it it's been yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah and, and you know one of the things that and I, I followed the report 
somewhat closely, not right on top of it. I haven't read anything about it today. But one of the things that's got to be very tough for someone who's taken like that is that at some point they've got to get humble and say, wow, I made a huge mistake and not keep playing it out out of embarrassment and shame, right? Yeah, without a doubt. You know, you have to, I I think, um, you know, a lot of times we try to handle it the kind of political way and, you know, the university comes to your rescue and, you know, say much and then you try to clean it up and it never works, man. You show... You know, uh, just you just step up. You know, you admit to the mistake, and and, and then you let it go. And you know, sooner or later, it um, it, it disappears. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's jump to your foundation, um, giving in earnest. Now, now, how did you come up with this idea, and why did you choose elementary and middle school girls to to help with your foundation? Is there some kind of tie in there that that you can share? How you started with this this age group and these type of people? Yeah, actually, before, uh, you know, we were um, arts-based. You know, we were doing things with the performing arts. Uh, and, you know, we were spo- and that ended up turning into sponsoring, um, you know, arts class, art class for a certain foundation in Tampa uh, for, for children with um, pediatric cancer. And they, they mm. got a chance to, you know, really, you know, enjoy themselves and, 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 and really use art as their outlet. And then, um, you know, I kind of moved away from Tampa, and I've, you know, been in the um, – Southwest Florida area quite a bit, so this is actually a rebranding for the the foundation, and and that partly came because of some experiences, some some close friends that that I knew that had you know kids that were you know susceptible to you know the violence that was going on in Fort Myers, and then I just noticed the overwhelming um, turnout of the women you know to these. Uh, you know, to these events that were, you know, going against that were opposed to the violence that was going on, I, I would notice that those events were 98% women. You know, wow. and that's, um, you know, and that's when I kind of, you know, came up with, you know, the fact that, the you know, actually women, man, really are the foundation of our communities, you know, especially in communities like the one I came from where, you know, it's not a large, you know, presence from um, as far as our male role models, you know, as far as our mm-hmm. fathers are concerned, you know, it's women, women that are holding the household together. You know, so I, I think that is a natural thing to want to strengthen the foundation, um, you know, within the community. And I think that lies with the young ladies, um, you know, and I think naturally I am going to do some. I'm a male, so naturally I do work with males. But, you know, just being a male that has the, had the experiences I had and have some influence in the area to, you know, to visibly, uh, you know, show that commitment, you know, to our foundation of our communities, I think is a big deal. So. Yeah. For people that weren't worth us the last time that we interviewed uh, former NFL running back Ernest Graham, who we're talking to right now, one of the things that Ernest shared with us last time is that in growing up, he had no positive male role models. He had his mom as his role model. But in regards to men, all the men in his life and his in his uh, immediate surrounding were those that were struggling, drugs, alcohol, jail, et cetera. And, 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 you know, Ernest, it still is amazing. As a matter of fact, I spoke in Fort Myers today, and I brought up the fact that you were coming on the show. And I shook my head, and I said, you know, it's incredible. Like, how could one person, meaning you, in the middle of that type of environment with no positive male role models, just drugs, alcohol, violence, et cetera, like, how does one person rise above it, right? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, a lot of it always gives, you know, always give credit to God first, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, I think... You know, from my perspective, I, I like to think it's a purpose for it. You know, I like to, you know, I was a very observant kid. You know, I would like to really pay attention. I would kind of reserve judgment on everything. And I think it was just really that I never came to the conclusion that I knew 
you know, that knew it all. I knew it, oh, this is the way you do this and this is the way you do that. You know, I just kind of understood what my talent was and, and, and continually, you know, and continued to um, c- cultivate that talent. And that talent right. ended up taking me somewhere, you know. So I was just willing to go along with the journey, you know, and not assume that I, I, I knew what it was all about. You know, I knew life was all about, you know, all of a sudden I was chasing women or I was doing those certain things. I just knew that I had a talent. And I knew that that talent could do some good things for me. So I allowed that talent to kind of lead me. And, um, and, and, and it has led me. And, and I think it's actually a bigger purpose to that. And that is to, you know, in return, um, in return, go back and help that which I, uh, I came from. So, um, you know, I think I just, I think it just comes down to my, you know, my perspective on, on things. So. Right. Right. Hey, what, what do, what do these young girls need that your foundation is giving them in general? What, what are the, what are the things that, that girls in elementary school and in middle school who are tempted through all of the negativity in their environment, what do they need that your Giving in Earnest Foundation is going to give them? What kind of principles? You know what I learned so much, man, through team sports. You know, definitely sports is one of the things that we're really pushing. And, and I know definitely in the community that I came from, which is, you know, kind of the Dunbar community and a lot of lower-income communities, I know that's not a lot of team sports for young ladies. And I think definitely young ladies uh, definitely need to be involved in team sports. There's just so much you can learn in the locker room. You know, being in in the locker room with other you know women from you know, other young ladies from other walks of life, you know, it taught me a lot. You know, it taught me at a very very young age um, how to take something and cultivate it, and you know, have it lead to wins and lose. You know, wins and losses, and you know, I travel. You know, some of my first experiences of getting out of Fort Myers was just traveling with sports teams. You know, we go right. stay hotels, and you know, we have fun. You know, so that did so much for me. And I think without that vehicle, everybody has to have a vehicle. You know, you have to have something that you can grab that gives you, you know, other experiences, mm-hmm. especially if you come from that type of situation. And sports was just that vehicle for me. You know, so I think it's the one thing that I think is the industry that's already well-developed, you know, that, you know, you can put young ladies in at least to scholarships, at least to travel, at least to experiences. You know, I think, you know, all these young ladies need is experience, and I think those experiences will naturally wake up certain things within them. And show them a life basically outside of that um, immediate environment. So that's what it did for me, and I think it could do the same thing for young ladies. And, and nine times out of ten, young ladies are um, the ones who most likely actually return to an environment and have another, and still have a profound effect on that environment. So, um, like I said, it's, it's really all about focusing on that on on that foundation um, of our community. You know. It, are, are there certain team sports that your foundation is going to focus on to help these young, young women? Are, are there certain sports you already look at and go, okay, we're definitely going to have these certain um, activities going on? I know softball is one, right? Yeah, definitely softball. We're going to definitely, and that's, and that's the thing, too, is that even within sports, um, you know, inside certain communities, we're still narrow-minded, with, you know, as far as sports is concerned. So, you know, I like to definitely broaden out, you know, some softball, um, you know, gymnastics. You know, definitely sports is already sports that are already relevant. You know, volleyball, um, mm-hmm. you know, a ton of other sports. There's so many activities, so many things that you know that we can get into as, as youth. But it's sometimes youth, but it's sometimes it's not part of our culture. So we kind of stray away from it. So we want to use definitely use sports as a way for them to get some physical, you know, to get the, the physical activity that they need, but also the experiences that they need uh, to broaden their world. You know. Yeah. Outside of drugs and alcohol, what are you also, you and, and the people on your foundation, what are you also trying to help young girls move away from besides the apparent drug and alcohol? Is there anything else? Is it, I mean, are you trying to help them to, to make your decisions in regards to 
um, getting out of or not going into gangs? Do you guys do any kind of gang work, Ernest? Yeah, yeah. All, all those things are things that we would deal with. You know, I, I think a lot. You know, we learn so much. Um, we learn so much from you know the things, the cues we take from the world. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I think a lot of young ladies are really, really seeking validation. You know, I think they're watching, you know, TV and reading magazines. You know, doing all these certain things that are telling them a lot of the, a lot, telling them a lot about themselves. And you know, and, and and in some cases, are making them very, very unhappy with themselves. You know, as far as what right. they think they need to aspire to have or be uh, or aspire to be associated with. You know, so it's really the empowering of them that I think that will allow them to, you know, to actually strive to to call out their own niche in the world. So that's what we're shooting for. You know, we're shooting for those experiences to empower them, um, you know, to ultimately want to change the world or make the world better than they live and not just fit in, you know, not just, you know, strive to be like the person they see on TV and, you know, kind of idolize on TV, but to, to actually understand their own gifts and be able to transform their environment with those given gifts. Love what you're doing. Ernest, I'm going to ask you to hang there. We're going to go to a quick break and come back. We're speaking with Ernest Graham, former University of Florida running back, NFL running back with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with us now on the air talking about a new foundation, Giving an Earnest Foundation, which is all about helping elementary, middle school girls in the inner city have the opportunity to learn via sports how to make better choices in life. Our toll-free number, one 800 548 You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, celebrating 22 years on the air, helping you to make better decisions, to get involved with life on a deeper level. That's what this program has been about, will be about, is about, <laughs> till the end of time. More information on us and our guests, go to talkdavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. That's what this program is all about, gang, to keep on growing, challenging ourselves in new ways, different ways to get to a new level of our existence. 1-800-548-8255. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, David Essel Alive. My guest, Ernest Graham, the Fordhamer, University of Florida running back, the former Tampa Bay Buccaneer running back. Ernest, do you miss the NFL right now as we're getting into the playoffs? Does it start to boil in your blood and you go, oh, I wish I was out there? No, I mean, you, you, your competitive juices get flowing, man. Actually, you know, playing against different guys and, and, and knowing different teams, you, you definitely think about it. I actually do not miss it. I, I mean, I really miss the guys in the locker room more so. Uh, I miss the camaraderie, but the actual games, you know, I for, for me, everything is a challenge, you know. So I just always kind of find other things to, to challenge myself to keep that going. But, um, you know, I do miss the guys, man. So I always try to keep up with the guys, um, you yeah. know, find out what they're going through. So I'm still – Operating that capacity as kind of a you know a leader in the locker room, but actually missing the game, I, I wouldn't say I actually missed the game. You know, so I, I think those type of things keep going on in your life. I think you have to find you know different ways to you know to recreate yourself in different challenges. I think that's why kind of a lot of guys struggle when they leave, man, because they can't find that right. in any other way, in any other way in life. You know, any other anywhere in life. Yeah. Hey, have you ever, you know, a lot of guys when they leave, they do things like dancing with the stars. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> No, I have not. <laughs> I have not, man. You know, I think that's more so for the, you know, the kind of media darlings. I'm not one of those guys, so 
I haven't thought about it. You know, I may take it up on my own. Who knows? But um, uh, no, nah, I haven't thought about it. <laughs> okay, so hey, listen. Here, here's a deal I'm going to make with you, Ernest. If you decide to do it the first day on national television, I want you to look at the camera and go. And I want to thank David Essel, host of David Essel Live XM Radio, for giving me the thought of going on Dancing with the Stars, okay? I will surely do that, because you did give, <laughs> give me the idea. <laughs> I will so, surely do that. <laughs> so, um, so we're now, along with the giving in earnest and, and helping the young girls, where have you directed your energy from football now? What, what, what are you doing to take up all that passion that you had on the field? I mean, right now, I, you know, I definitely have, you know, like you said, we're giving an earnest and also my other, you know, um, business endeavors off the field. Um, you know, also mm-hmm. for myself, is it's just the sheer challenge of, of continuing to grow, um, you know, continuing to transition, kind of continually take the person that I am, or the person that I have been within sport, you know, on the stage of sports, and actually take that and, and, and put that into, put that type of energy into the other things that I'm doing. You know, so that's been the, the great, great challenge for me, you know, is to stay in shape, um, is to stay, you know, motivated. And I think that's what's tough, you know, for a lot of guys. I think when I think when you when you identify so much with one thing that I think you can naturally suffer sort of a death a death to that thing. You know what I mean? So right. for me, is really being able to you know recreate myself and and maintain that you know I'm Ernest Graham, you know, and who I am who I am or who I was in sports is who I am or who I will be in everything that I do, you know, mm. to be able to take that and, and put into other things that I'm doing. So, um, you know, right now I have given earnest, I, you know, I have my business that I'm involved with, involved in and I just have who I am as a person and, and, and taking Ernest Graham and continually to kind of exponentially grow as Ernest, Ernest Graham, you know, absent of any, absent of anything that I do, you know, those are the only things right. that I kind of engage in, but to continually grow spiritually. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and because so much of your life, we've got about a minute and a half left, Ernest, but so much of your life is based on the spiritual path, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I don't, I, I really don't identify much, I don't identify with the people, the things that I, people identify as good things or as bad things. You know, I, I, I didn't identify with the abuse, I didn't identify with the violence, the certain things that were terrible in my neighborhood, but I also don't identify with things that or, you know, kind of other people's dreams, you know, with football, with money and, you know, flowing, you know, um, being affluent, all that, all those things, you know, I just identify with who I am and try to look at the, who Ernest Graham is to the core and to continue developing in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Recreating himself, Ernest Graham, from the NFL to now giving an Ernest Foundation, working with young women helping them through sports to learn how to become better decision makers at the elementary and middle school levels and beyond. Hey, Ernest, it was so great having you back. I can't wait to see you on Dancing with the Stars and giving us some kudos for the idea. And and, uh, and we're going to get you back on, and we'll talk more about everything that you got going. How's that sound? Uh, I love this. Okay. All right. Great to have you back, bro. Bye-bye. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. You are tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. Ernest Graham just got to love that guy. What he's doing in this world after his career in football, still making a difference. And one of the questions we need to sit and ask ourselves as we're listening right now to this program is: Am I making a difference? Am I doing something in my community for my community? Is there volunteer work I'm involved with, whether it's for uh, children, uh, those suffering from some kind of illness, the homeless? What am I doing 
to make a difference in this world? It's a great question. I'd like you to sort of ponder on that right now. Drop the excuses. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's think about that right now. What are my passions? What do I love? What excites me? What turns me on? And let me find a way to help a nonprofit that's involved with that same passion. Think about that. You're tuned into David Essel Live. All the information on the show at talkdavid.com. Be bold, be strong, be positive. Stay right there. We're coming back. 